Hello, hello, guys. This is the 100th episode of the podcast. That is freaking crazy to me. There is something about hitting 100 episodes that, I don't know, has me feeling legit, like we're doing this, like we're really freaking doing this. I have been thinking back to when I first started, and I would have to number the episodes, and it would be like 003, or episode four would be 004. And I was like, man, we're going to have to do a lot of episodes to fill up those zero zeros. And I was actually kind of worried that I was going to run out of guests and run out of things to talk about, but I haven't. I feel like the conversations just keep getting better, which reminds me of a conversation that I had a couple years ago. I was at dinner with my cousin Alyssa and her husband, and she was asking me about my blog. And she's like, how do you find things to talk about? And my answer was immediately like, my life. My life is content. Life is evolving. We are always learning lessons. We're always going through struggles. There's always something to talk about. There's always a new chapter. There's always something to reflect on. I think everyone has that. Like every like life is just evolving, right? There's always there's always something. And I thought about that as we were coming up on the hundredth episode because I'm having conversations now that I never thought I would have when I first started, or I never would have thought about when we first started. And I'm interviewing guests that I would have never thought I would get on the show. And we're at over half a million downloads. And it's just so wild to me. And I'm so, so grateful and excited to see what happens over the next 100 episodes. Because like I said, everything just keeps evolving and everything just keeps getting better. Now, for the 100th episode, I only thought it was appropriate to have Darren on because, you know, obviously we all love sitting and chatting with Darren. And these are always my top episodes. And a few weeks ago, I was coming up with an idea for an article in my online magazine that I release in my membership, the exclusive Stepmom community. And I asked community members in the forum to submit questions for Darren. So we did this Ask Darren section in the magazine where he answers a couple questions. And the questions that came in, they were so good and there were so many of them. So what I did was I, I categorized the questions. So in the community, we have uh, podcast episodes that are next level. So they're kind of like the podcast episodes that we have here, but they're unfiltered and they're conversations that I wouldn't typically have just on the internet because we get a little more vulnerable and personal and it's just a safe space. So I took some of the questions and I have put them aside for a tell-all podcast in the community. And then I took the other ones, which are also really great questions, and I added them to a list for this podcast episode that I'm recording right now. So if you're a member of the community, stay tuned for that Tell All Next Level podcast. And if you're not a member, don't worry. The questions that we're answering today are also super informative. And I'm actually really excited for you to hear this one because Darren dishes out some really great advice. And we share how we deal with a lot of the extra stress that comes in our blended family and some things that we still struggle with. So it's just as raw and real, but maybe a little less vulnerable than the one that you'll find in the community. Now, before we get to this episode, I have to tell you a story. And it makes me laugh so much, especially now that I'm out of the awkwardness of it all. So this past weekend, Darren and I were sitting by the fire, having a cocktail, doing our thing. And we started to play this game where we would ask each other a question and then we would both have to answer it. So 
he asked me a question, like, who has disappointed you most in your life? And I asked him, like, what are you most proud of when it comes to our marriage? And then the other question that I asked was, what annoys you most about me? And when it came to the what annoys you most about me, Darren said that it annoys him how unorganized I am. He's like, it drives me nuts. I just don't understand. You can never find your keys. You can never find your wallet. You mix up dates and appointments. Like you are just so unorganized. And getting organized is just really simple. And we laugh because he's not wrong. I truly am a bit of a hot mess express, especially lately. And then I was telling him all the things that I'm actually doing right now to try to get reorganized. And I kind of exaggerated a little bit, um, but I am working on it. Well, Fast forward to Tuesday morning, we're sitting in the office, which looks out on our driveway, and we're recording this episode, the one that you're about to listen to. And I see Darren looking out on the driveway and being super distracted, and then the doorbell rings. And I was like, oh, shit. I had an appointment, like a very early morning appointment with a nurse who was supposed to come to the house and do a physical and blood work for a life insurance policy that we had just put on me. And I totally forgot. Like we were in the middle of a podcast episode recording. The house was trashed. I didn't have anything prepared for the appointment that I was supposed to have prepared. Like I literally had totally forgot. And so when she comes in, I'm obviously like super flustered and I apologize because I had forgot and I was unprepared. And Darren is just staring at me, shaking his head. Like, how could you forget this? Like, this is so important. And it literally proved his point for the weekend. I was just so embarrassed. Oh my God, we had to stop recording, do the rest later on in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, it just, I don't know, it proved Darren's point that I'm a bit of a shit show right now, but whatever, we are all a work in progress. But yeah, this just reminded me, you know, everyone has their stuff. Everyone has, everyone just has a lot on their plate and everyone has things in their marriage that annoys the other person. For the record, though, the one thing that annoys me about Darren is how loud he stirs his tea. So I made sure that he knew that. Anyway, before we get to this episode, I just want to do a huge shout out to those of you who have left a rating and review on iTunes. Guys, I cannot tell you how much these ratings and reviews mean to me. Not only do they remind me why I do what I do and why we keep having these conversations and how much the world needs to have these conversations, but they also help me get more great guests and continue to take these conversations to the next level. So thank you so much. As always, if it resonates, if you like this conversation, hit me up on Instagram, share it with a friend, let me know what you think. We just actually started a whole new Instagram account dedicated to the podcast. You can find it at Kickass Stepmom Podcast on Instagram. And if you're not already, be sure to come hang out with me at Jamie Scrimger on Instagram. I seriously love connecting with you guys so much. All right, let's dive in and uh, hear Darren's answers to the questions that you guys submitted. Let's do this. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. 
Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week, I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. All right. Hello. Hello, Darren. Good morning. Good morning. I literally, I literally guys for context here, Darren just got out of bed about five minutes ago. I was like, meet me downstairs to do a podcast. And I was sitting down here waiting. I think that was just a misunderstanding. I thought you no, were going to come back get me sleep. when you were ready. No, <laughs> you went back to sleep. So another early morning podcast episode for us. And today we're doing a Q and A. Darren, that's what I'm telling you. We're doing a Q and A. I know. Okay. All right, so we are going to answer questions that were submitted in the form of the exclusive Stepmom community. So this is actually going to be a two-part podcast episode. The first part is going to be on the podcast, and then the second part for questions that are just a little more personal and juicy and require a little bit more unfiltered answers, I guess, you can find that part in the membership. So members, you will be expecting or seeing that episode very soon. So Darren, I'm just going to dive right in. There's so many good questions. Let's do it. All for me or are they for both of us? I think for you, actually, these are for you. Your people love you. I like people want to hear your opinion. I think a lot of the husbands want to hear your opinion too, because there doesn't seem to be a lot of support for uh, the partners to the stepmoms. And um, you're the go-to guy right now. So first question how do you balance being in the middle constantly? For example, trying to respect the kid's mom and her thoughts, but also being sympathetic and supportive to your own wife. I have thoughts on this. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. It's a balancing act. Do you feel like you're in the I middle though? St- I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm in the middle. I still think I'm always on your side. I'm on my side. I'm on the kid's side. And the balancing part is when we're having or going through a difficult situation and you're not totally agreeing with maybe the decision I've made or the direction it's going, or you're frustrated because it's causing us issues. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, I don't know if I'm a balancing as much as maybe a gatekeeper. What do you mean by gatekeeper? Well, I get the information and I figure out how I have to deal with it and I figure out how you're going to deal with it and I figure out how it's going to affect the kids or it's going to affect our relationship or it's going to affect my relationship with my ex. So I sometimes feel like I'm almost a gatekeeper as much as a balancing act and you have to digest the information and decide what is worth a battle or what is worth, you know, taking that extra step to help somebody, what is worth trying to keep the kids out of the middle of something. You know, I think that's the big thing now is, is I never want to put the kids in the middle of a, of an argument. You know, ours, ours right now is, is often dealing with financial stuff and agreements to how it's dealt with, I guess. And, and I think I'm kind of a gatekeeper at that when I decide, you know, what I'm going to, you know, really make a a big deal or not a big deal, or I'm just going to take care of it, or I'm I'm not participating in it. So that's mm-hmm. how I, how do you that's see- how I see see it as much as a balancing act. Middleman. 
Because I feel like it's not a middleman because that almost feels like it's like her versus me and you're in the middle trying to be the middle guy. And it's not like that. And I do think that society kind of pits moms and stepmoms against each other and makes it seem like, you know, you have to keep both of us happy. And realistically, you don't have to keep both of us happy. Your loyalty is to our new family and to life together. So I think... Yeah, to be honest, I'm more worried about your happiness. Well, I hope. <laughs> yeah, and I th- I just think that we need to change that the wording around that, and especially if you're struggling with that, there shouldn't be a middleman. Your your partner's loyalty should always be to you and to the best interest of the family. And uh, that being said, sometimes it will feel like they're taking the other side but it's really because they're looking at things from a different perspective. It's not about being the middle man, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I just, like I said, it's kind of like being a gatekeeper. You have to kind of decide what, what you're going to let affect your current relationship from the past relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. We just got into, this is deep, deep Q and a, we got right into it. <laughs> a filter. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you'd word it, but yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough balance, but uh, yeah, I, I'm always on one side, so to speak, but. You know, it all comes down to trying to keep everybody and happy and keeping peace. Yeah. What is one thing that Jamie does or could do to make you feel supported in this middleman role? I think it's understanding it is a middleman role and it's not always the most fun role. Like just support the pressure that you're in. Yeah. It's, it's not, I don't want to be in that position. I want to be with you and loving you and, you know, carrying on in our relationship, but we have this third party that sometimes comes in and we have to deal with issues with the, the children. And um, I think the support is just understanding wh- where I am and what I'm at and what my thoughts are. And maybe I need to be better at telling you, you know, this is why I'm not reacting. This mm-hmm. is why I'm not calling the person out on this. This is why I'm not doing this right away. I have to think about this because mm-hmm. this could if I do this, it could relate to this, this, and this. Yeah. And I think we've gotten really good at that because I started to ask you, okay, well, why? I'm trying to understand your perspective instead of coming in and barking at you and be like, this is how we need to deal with things. This is the way it should be done. I started to be like, okay, I just need to understand why you're responding this way. And when I go in with that open mind, it helps because then I'm understanding that you're looking at things from a completely different lens. Yeah. You just can't shoot from the hip. You have to think about it. Well, sometimes you kind of shoot from the head. And it still happens. (laughs) All right. So next question. How do you balance the idea that your relationship with Jamie should be a first priority, but at the same time, the kids are always first? That's a long silence. uh, Yeah, that... We've talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about this before. The kids are always a priority, always a first, but you are too. It's just a different relationship. Mm-hmm. I think if you weren't the stepmom and their real mom, it's a different relationship anyways. Our relationship is different than my relationship with the kids. Yeah. And I think they're both firsts because they're they're different categories. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't rank one a first and one a second. I think they're both firsts because they're different types of relationships. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's father-son, father-daughter versus, you know, husband-wife sort of scenario. But I, I do understand where this question is coming from because there are times, and we've been through this and we've talked about it, that, you know, the, the kids become a priority and you feel neglected or 
you know, I, I don't do some of the little things for you that, you know, you think I'm doing for the kids or I'm on as, uh, I don't know, a super dad when the kids are around and then, but I'm not a super husband at times, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of always just there. I think I found that more at the beginning though. Like, that I don't care now. coming from, but yeah, I don't think it, I think that's something just as you, as time goes on, you realize, you know, your husband, wife, you know, yeah. I don't love the whole like kids need to be first or the sorry the marriage needs to be first. I get it. I get where you're coming from. Like your marriage always needs to be a priority. But I think we need to change the way we look at that because I think sometimes some stepmoms get caught up in the whole like my my partner needs to always choose me over them. It's almost like choose choosing someone over the other. Like one takes a priority. And I think that there shouldn't be any strict rules on who's first. It's like managing the situation. Like you always want your relationship to be a priority. You always want to show the kids that you're a united front. You want to model that healthy relationship. I think it's important to remember that as, a, you know, when you have kids and they're running around and you have, you know, legal battles and you're running a home and you have work and you have all these things, all of those things are naturally going to just get done. And what happens is your relationship gets put on the back burner, that one-on-one time, right? And I think naturally kids are a first priority. It just happens that way. It's this, yeah, natural tendency to always make sure your kids are okay. And you have to be more deliberate about your marriage and make your marriage feel like a priority. And that's, I think, the difference there. Yeah, again, it's it's not a nice thing to make somebody make a choice. I think you're right on that. Yeah. Like making a choice and saying, okay, this, this has got to be number one or this, that's, that's not, that's not fair. And another thing I'll just comment too, that as the kids get older, and again, I'm not sure the, the, where the, the, the age of the children for this question, but as the kids get older and get more dependent, you find they don't want to be number one with dad as much. Yeah. Dad they is wanna, not number they, one they anymore wanna, either. They want to go hang out with their friends or do other things. And you know, you take your moments and, and it's back to just you and uh, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No kidding. Like even so, yesterday, so yesterday the kids came back and, um, our, my stepson came in, he's 17 and he's like, Hey dad, what's up? Da, 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 and then walks into his room and shuts the door. And I heard you go into his room and be like, Hey, like, talk to me. Like, what'd you do this weekend? And you asked him like so many questions. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like just a teenager. Whereas before he would be like, Hey dad, let's go play mini sticks. Let's go do this. Can we go do that? And jump on the trampoline. And what are we doing? Are we going this? Are we doing this? And now he, he wants to go hang out and text his friends and then go see his friends. (laughs) Yeah. So you get to the point where it's like, um, it's very heavy, on the kids for a while at certain, but it does pass. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, we're not, we're not their priority anymore. Okay. Next question. Jamie is so big on doing the work on herself, which is why I love this community. How does Darren do the work on himself to support and understand you? Is there a bio dad support group out there for blended families or have you done any participation in counseling? No, I haven't to be honest. I haven't done that, but the, what work do you do on yourself to support me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, your background and the conversations we have has made me look at things in a different way and made me work on my reaction to things. And unfortunately, not everybody has that with the person they're with. Unfortunately, so, everyone cannot be married to me. <laughs> uh, so, so I think, you know, it's probably not a, a bad thing for people to go and speak to somebody or, or take a moment. And I, you know, I quietly, uh, 
go through things myself. And, you know, you'll even find that where, oh, you agree to what I'm saying three days later. I'm one of those that needs to go back and go through a situation numerous times in my head to be, okay, yeah, I was wrong and I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. And then tell you at some point, you know, yeah, I understand. I understand your situation. I understand. I was wrong. My reaction, and I'm good at that. You got to mull it over. Yeah, and and sometimes you and you've learned now just to give me a wide berth and let me go mull it over, and then the re, the result is often more reasonable, or it's more along the lines of me looking at both sides instead of just my opinion. And that took us a long time to get to. Mm-hmm. I think that was some of our. Uh, early arguments would be, this is my opinion, that's your opinion. Now we both know, okay, just give it a little bit of time and it's probably going to be okay. So I, I think I am, I'm very good at going back and going back and going back through the situation and saying, okay, I, I get that. I understand that. And that's just taking time. Yeah. A lot of time. Um, you know, <laughs> what I think is really funny slash annoying is I will tell you something. I'll be like, we need to do this or let's look at it this way. And then three days later you come back and you're like, yeah, so we should look at it this way. I'm like, Whoa, funny. Where'd you get that idea from? I said that three days ago. It's true. It's it's true. But again, that's just my personality. Sometimes I need to think through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a bulldog. You're the, you like to mull things over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It works. Darren, how do you balance and meet the needs of Jamie and your kids from the first marriage when the needs are not aligned and are at different ends of the spectrum? So we kind of touched on that, but I think, like, well, actually, it doesn't matter what I think. This question is for you. Oh, I think because of my limited time with the kids, you know, when the kids are interested in something and I often am right there for that, I I, I am guilty at dropping everything and and being there because, again, you only have the kids where we only have the kids 50% of the time. I'm not sure that relationship where that one's coming. Maybe they have the kids more and that might be a different situation, but because I only have the kids 50% of the time, I actually was probably prior prioritizing my stuff with the kids before you at times. But Mm -hmm. then the, then the next period where the kids aren't around, I would always try to make up for it. You know, we would do things to make up for it. We would, you know, have our time, time together and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I just got used to it. At the very beginning, like week on was we were on with the kids and week off, we would do our own thing. And we kind of scheduled things around that. And I know a lot of stepmoms kind of resent that. They feel like they're all on, like their partner is all on when the kids are there and they don't get enough attention. And I think at that point you need to say, hey, like, can we do something after bedtime? Or can we do one, you know, just have breakfast together or coffee together? But I do think you need to respect that your partner only has their kids a certain amount of time and they want to reap the benefits of that. They want to really, you know, get all of that quality time in because as much as they maybe didn't want to be in that marriage anymore, the marriage ended, no one, no one gets used to the fact that they aren't with their kids all the time. Like I can't imagine being without Reese for a week. And I think that now after we have Reese or we had Reese, I started to be more sympathetic to you and how hard that would be to be away from the kids. I didn't understand until we had Reese. Right. Thank you. And it's for us, it's been 10 years, so it's gone fast. And that's why I do take advantage of trying to do things with the kids when I, when I can, but we are, you know, and again, you just have to, everybody's got a schedule, whether it's, you know, you work shift work or your job and entails you working at night. And so you have, you have to face the fact that sometimes in, even in your relationship, it might be a different relationship than the relationship next door, so to speak. And so we were very good that 
when we didn't have the kids, that's when we made our time together. You know, mm -hmm. that's when we would, you know, go have some fun together or more romance or whatever you want to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other thing I also want to share is that, do you remember that one time we were sitting in the basement and we were, uh, the kid, it was our week on and we used to always do all of our, like schedule our weekends and keep them open for when the kids were there. And we were sitting there watching Dateline for like the third week on in a row being like, Oh, why did we stop scheduling things? <laughs> like why, why? Like the kids aren't here. Like we got yeah, to the point that the kids were older <laughs> and I was like, every, the kids don't want to hang out with us anymore. So if you're in that heavy phase where it feels like it's really all about the kids when the kids are there and it seems like it's, you know, dragging on, trust me, it goes fast. Like all of a sudden you'll be at the point where like all your weekends are free because the kids, you know, are, are off doing their thing. So it really does go fast. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. We I'd say, don't schedule anything this weekend. The kids are going to be here. We wouldn't go out for dinner with friends or plan to go anywhere or do anything. And and then all of a sudden we realized, wait a minute, we're just sitting around here and the kids have all gone somewhere. <laughs> they don't want to hang out with us anymore. <laughs> Alrighty, next question. What are some things that Jamie does or says that you find helpful if you and the kid's mom are struggling or you're dealing up with a flare-up of conflict? How do I help you? I think some of the things that you do that are helpful to put the situation in perspective and understand that I might be frustrated or angry or dealing with a difficult situation. I think when you come back and just are understanding that that's what I'm going through, I think that's something you can say instead of, you know, voicing your opinion about it, just say, yeah, I, I get that's must be frustrating. Are you telling you me that's what I should do or that's what I do do? <laughs> a bit of both. A bit of both. <laughs> you do that sometimes, but then other times you'll jump right into your thoughts. But I think sometimes it's, and again, I don't mind hearing your opinion. I don't like when you get angry though. And when I don't take your opinion, and maybe so are I you will. telling her not to get angry or are you telling me not to get angry? <laughs> I guess I'm talking to you right now because you're right here, but I'm really answering the, the question. And I guess some of the things that you say is, or you should say, or I'd like you to say. Or what I do say. Like, I feel like I do, do pretty I good. Said, I, said, I said, or what you say. I That's what I said. I mm -hmm. said, or what you say. And, and I think it's just being able to loop around the whole situation and understand it and that you're there and you're there to help and, I think sometimes right away, couples want to jump in and sort of argue about how this is going to be handled. I think it's better sometimes to go back and say, okay, this is what's going on. You know, what is upsetting about this? Is it, you know, a stupid little thing we've dealt with where there's stubbornness involved and, you know, it's just a stupid little thing. Let's just take the high road and drive the kids instead of this back and forth about who's going to drive. Like, Remember those little things? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, and that's just, you know, we, we do that all the time now. We just. Like, does know, it matter? Does it matter? Does it matter? And we have to do that all the time. It's little things, little jabs, little things there. And you're very good at, um, I think you're very good at saying, Darren. Does it you know, matter? Is this worth a big battle? And, you know, it's going to make her feel good because we didn't do something, but. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's really important is to just look at things from other people's perspectives. And I think I'm typically good at that and coming in and saying, 
okay, well, this is what this person's perspective is. And this is why they feel that way. Or this is how the kids feel this way or, or why they feel that, you know what I mean? Just trying to look at everything from everyone's different lens, because it's with, especially in a blended family life, like people look at the same situations in such different ways that when you stop and you think about it that way, it can kind of change your perspective or whether you think it's a big deal or actually whether you can make a difference, right? Sometimes it's just not worth the battle because you're not going to win. Right. Yeah. Just uh, sometimes play devil's advocate and say, okay, is this worth it? Is this time going to, is this time we're going to get back or is this going to be something we're going to dive into and it's going to be just a waste of time? I, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard one to say what should be said because every situation can be so unique. Mm-hmm. But I think it's being more supportive than a, a critic and, and, you know, even if you are critical about how I might be handling something, it's supportive of the situation. And yeah, but I wouldn't handle it that way. Mm-hmm. And you do do that. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Next question. How do you and Jamie handle conflicts when you have different ideas on how to handle parenting or rules with your children from your first marriage? Here's what I think is really interesting. We've been asked this question so many times, and I think the answer keeps evolving because we keep growing and we keep evolving. So I think, you know, we're, we're, we get better and better and better at dealing with this as the years go on. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think we evolve with it, but we also maybe tolerate it more than we mm-hmm. we used to, or As tolerate or each other's opinion. Maybe like I know you sometimes have your opinion, but I think you're better now at saying, "Okay, you know, this is how I would do it." But at the end of the day, is it worth us getting into an argument mm-hmm. over? And I think that's the big thing: is you can micromanage every single little situation, and it's not always worth it. I think sometimes you want to pick your pick your battle when it comes to parenting. Mm -hmm. And if it's something you really, really disagree with, then it's good to speak up and say, and same with me, if I really, really disagree with something that you've made a decision on. Because lots of times I'm working or not here and you've seen the kids or you're the first one at the scene and and you make a decision and, you know, I have to decide whether I agree with it or don't agree. And sometimes I'll pull you, you know, you and I will go aside and, and talk about it. Yeah. And I think what's been big for me is just letting things go. I used to be just really on top of everything that I disagreed with. And now I try to pick my battles. Cause here's the thing, when you're constantly on your partner about how they're parenting their kids, it just becomes noise, right? Like you just, your, your voice doesn't really get taken into consideration as much because they're just used to you bitching all the time. And so now when I have something and I'm like, no, this is like a non-negotiable then I'm heard more because I'm not all over the things that I don't agree with that are just little and don't actually matter. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I just shared I think my strategy if, with I you, think if, if somebody constantly nags you about something, you just it becomes water under the bridge. And you, but if it's not a constant thing, and then you bring something up, it's whoa, this is this is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your voice matters more. All right. Next question. Did Darren experience feelings of guilt when you had Reese? Did he have a hard time having one child with him 100% of the time and then the others 50%? If so, how did he deal with those feelings? Oh, I think there was a period where I would feel guilty because Reese would get attention all the time and the other kids would get it 50% of the time. 
So I think at the beginning I felt that way and wanted to make up for it when the other kids were around. And I know I did that. But as time goes on, that I don't feel the guilt. And again, it could be maybe their age. It could be more independent. Um, the kids are more independent. There could be a lot of reasons. But yeah, there was a period where I would say I felt some some guilt because I felt Reese was getting all this attention and different mm -hmm. things that we would do. And it depends on the, the household. And I'm not saying anything about their mother's household, but just if one household does certain things and the other doesn't, you know, are the kids missing out on something over here or is Reese missing out on something over there mm -hmm. that they're doing? And so you do try to even it out or you try to be cognizant of that when it comes to the kids. I, uh, I don't feel that as much anymore. I feel all the kids in their own way are treated equal, even though Reese sees me more. I think the other kids gets, you know, the time they want with me whenever they want. Mm -hmm. Plus they're older too, right? Yeah. And again, that comes with age. I think, yeah, when they're little, you, you worry about it more because they're more dependent on you. Yeah. Do you know that just reminded me of, I know there's a lot of stepmoms who have new babies and they struggle because they feel like when their stepkids come, their husband or partner is out doing stuff with them all the time. And they're like, what about me? Like we have a baby, like we're feeling left out. Like I feel like we're two separate families. And I'd love to touch on that quickly because I felt like that at the beginning. I felt like you would always be out with the kids doing stuff and I would be home with Reese. And this is when I was like breastfeeding and, you know, we didn't have a sit or anything, but that's normal too. And I think that people, you know, I think stepmoms get kind of caught up thinking, okay, well, he doesn't care about this new family. He's only cares about his old, like his kids from his first family or, you know, however you want to word it, but it's not really like that. It just comes down to the age of the kids and, what they're able to do. Yeah. And I think we discovered that because I, I think we had that dialogue or argument numerous times that I was going off and doing things with the kids. And I said, it's not to do with my kids from first marriage or our new child. It has more to do with age. The fact that the baby breastfeeding can't go out on a snowmobile right now, mm -hmm. but the older ones can. And is it fair to the older ones that we don't do that because the new baby can't? And I don't think that would have made a difference if this was our first marriage and those were our older kids or not. I think there's that piece that you maybe do feel left mm -hmm. out. And I also think there was a time there when I would say to the kids, let's go do this. And you'd say, well, you didn't even think of me or invite me or, and I'd say to you, you're always invited, but sometimes I wanted you to know you don't have to come and do this if you want some time to yourself or you want to do your own thing or you just need a break. Well, yeah. And a lot of times I actually didn't really want to come. I just wanted to be invited. <laughs> it's true. You, you, <laughs> you would be I, like, I, and I, and do you want to come? Well, no, I don't want to come. Well, but you wanted to know that we I invited wanted to know you, I that you're on the invite list. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's like that with different things. They, they are fine not going, but they want to at least be invited. Yeah. I want, I want but to be able I always to say said no. you were always invited. And I, and I, I think I got a little bit better at that saying, why don't we all go do this? And you'd say, well, I don't think I want to, you do that now. You say, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I love activity. when you guys all leave. Oh, it's great. I love when the house is empty. And, you know, now that Reese is older, you take Reese. And it's like, I just get a couple hours to read a book and be quiet. And you guys like to go out and do your things. And I think it's great for everyone. Yeah. Whereas earlier on when I was more insecure about my role as a stepmom, I'd feel left out, even yeah. though I didn't want to go. <laughs> and it was hard when when you've got a young baby at hand and then you've got, you know, a 12 or a 13-year-old and they want to go and do things. It's not... It's hard. You again. There's that balancing thing. It's you've got to have a balance mm -hmm. that 
you still do things with the other kids, but you make sure that, you know, your needs are looked after and the baby's needs are looked after. And it, and it is hard sometimes just again, more to do with age than. Mm-hmm. Well, people family. will say to me, what is a activity that you guys can all do together as a family? Like we have a one-year-old and a 13-year-old. I'm like, well, not much. Like what the one-year-old really loves to do, the 13-year-old <laughs> doesn't, right? And I think sometimes it's okay just to say, you know what, Just this is just the age that they're at. It's, there's not a lot we can all do together without one of them feeling like it's not quite their thing. Yeah, and, and we would try to do that. I mean, a simple thing like going to the beach, but it was hard when you had a one-year-old being down there for three or four hours when the one-year-old's crawling in the sand and maybe doesn't love the beach or doesn't love the sand, doesn't want to go in the water. And you've got a 13-year-old that wants to run in and out of the water and mm-hmm. swim and throw a football with his dad or or her dad. And we, you know, we always had those issues. But again, as they get older. Things just don't matter as much. Yeah. All right. So this is the last question. What is one thing you wish you could do to help Jamie understand to build her confidence as your wife and the mother or stepmother of your children. So the question is, what do you think, what do you wish Jamie would understand to help build her confidence as a wife, mom and stepmom? I think the biggest thing to build confidence is, is that you're my wife, you're my partner, you're my lover, you're my person. And you will always be when we are going through different parenting events or different engagement with the ex or anything in our life that you always know that you're that person and we get busy and we forget or we get caught up in other things. But I think the confidence comes from that, you know, you're always the one you're, well, that was sweet. I yeah, I don't even know how to <laughs> how to what word you would use or what sort of phrase to to build up that confidence. But I think it's re, maybe a reminder that um, how important you are, a reminder of how much I love you, a reminder of how wonderful it is. I think that you've put yourself into this situation to be with me. How wonderful it is to see you interact with the kids. I mean, all those small compliments, I think probably are one of the best ways to boost confidence for you or for any stepmom. Mm-hmm. It's just acknowledging that, you know, when I would come home late and you'd have dinner ready and you'd have these stepkids running around and Reese in a height chair. And, you know, I maybe didn't always say thanks. You know, I really appreciate this. I understand, you know, you probably spent an hour and a half, two hours in, in the kitchen and, I think it's just always doing that and, you know, making that time to show you, I, you know, I love you. And well, this is really sweet. Isn't it nice? (laughs) I think that is, I think that's just making sure you, you know, you're my person or I'm your person and I'll, I'll always be there for you even when we get busy and we get in the thick of it. Yeah. And you know what, we've gotten really good at that. I will say is even the other day you did something that I wouldn't normally say anything about, but I was like, thank you. Like, I'm glad that you communicated that with me. Like, that was really helpful. That's what I'm looking for. Or thank you so much for giving me that hug. Like, I love that we're hugging more. Like, just anything that you really, really like that your partner does, I think it's important to communicate that. And we're getting so much better. And and, because typically you just point out the things that 
aren't as things that bug you or things I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying people in general, we just point out the things that we're not happy about. But when you start to tell your partner, all the things that you appreciate and love and give them that positive feedback, that's how you feel confident in that. And I will say you just said all those things to me and it was super nice. And I love you for that. Thank you. (laughs) But I know that I really will. Like, I know that now. Yeah. And I, and I think you always worried before when again and 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 a new stepmother you know it's new you're it takes time because again you're stepping into another household kids that have been raised maybe a different way than what you would have so i think that comes with time but yeah and i and i guess i could give the 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 fathers some advice too is you you know things that i was worried about saying to you a situation going on which you just said you were thrilled when i actually told you is it's one of those conversations that sometimes can be a tough conversation, whether it's about budget or a change in direction that we're, we're thinking of doing. And the fact that I was very transparent early on that this is what I was thinking instead of just getting, you know, here's what's going on or getting upset, you were really thankful. So I think the earlier you can start having conversations about different things in your life than even the hard stuff, even the hard, yeah, even the hard stuff. Uh, again, you, you really appreciate it and said, yeah, I totally understand that. And, you know, I'm good with that. And let's work this out together instead of me trying to wrestle with it and just keep it from you. And, and, and then we'll deal with it or me getting grumpy. So I think that's roundabout way to Mm -hmm. say there's a few things. I think that stepmoms are just looking to feel like they're part of the team. And the more you can make them feel like they're part of the team and include them in conversations and your thoughts and just have that open dialogue the more confident that they're going to feel. I know what that was for me. No, I I agree. I think it's, that's what's been great about us the last little while. Communication. Very, very very transparent and everything that's, that's, that's going on. Mm -hmm. Where sometimes I think we try to, I I try, I used to try to insulate you from things. I'm not going to let Jamie worry about this. So I'll take it on. And then I find out and I'm pissed and like, about the why thing and I'm pissed me? you and hit why it from you, me. You you, we could have done this, right? I, that wouldn't have bothered me or, you know. And I think it's, you, you think you're insulating, but then. And women again. are detectives. Like, let's be very honest. <laughs> I'm a, like, I am literally an, a detective. I can figure things out. I can pick up on vibes. Most women can. So when men try to hide things from women, I think it backfires every single time. We're smart. We got this like sixth sense. Intuition. Intuition. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's all the questions we have. Guys, we do have a whole other list of questions that we decided to put into a tell-all podcast, one of those unfiltered ones in the membership. So if you are in the membership, you can expect that soon. If you're not, we would love for you to check it out. It's at www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash membership. Lots of raw, real, unfiltered conversations, interviews with experts, a private forum. Darren and I have some fun stuff coming up. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested, check it out and see you in the next one. See you later. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.